Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. Roquan Smith and the Chicago Bears have reached a fork in the road. This is a critical year for Zach Wilson, but he'll be without his first-round pick right tackle this season. And the New York Yankees should want any and all Game 7s to happen in the Bronx. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Apparently, it's ultimatum week here on Locked On Sports today. First, Kevin Durant, not Roquan Smith. He wants out publicly saying, trade me to Chicago's new brain trust to try and figure this all out. Lauren Cox from Locked On Bears is with me. And Lauren, I had you on about a week and a half ago to talk about this. Things seemed to be moving in the right direction. He showed up to training camp. Everything was was going at least okay. So what changed to get us to this moment? Something broke down in negotiations. Along the way, he's been in the building. He's been more of a hold-in than a hold-out. They, they put him on the physically unable to perform list with a quote-unquote injury that they still haven't said anything about, sort of just this negotiation tactic. And apparently the Bears came with some kind of offer that Roquan Smith evidently didn't love, even though General Manager Ryan Pohl said there were record-breaking aspects of it, and he thought it was an offer that showed how much they respect Roquan Smith. They have all the intention in the world to try and sign Roquan Smith, but him without an agent sounds like emotions started to boil up a little bit in those negotiations. So the Bears seem to want to keep Roquan Smith, even in what is very clearly a rebuild. They've offloaded a lot of salary, a lot of players from the previous regime, and Roquan Smith seems pretty resolute that he would like to be a Chicago Bear. So what what is the amicable solution here? Well, it's tough because Roquan Smith likely wants to be the highest paid linebacker in the NFL. And those markets have just gone up recently with big deals for Darius Leonard, who was coached by Matty Bluse, and of course, Fred Werner from the San Francisco 49ers. So that market keeps getting pushed higher and higher. And I think the Bears are kind of saying, hey, we, we want to take care of you and reward you for playing really well, but we don't necessarily want to have to make you the highest paid guy and reset the market yet again and pay, you know, it's, it's sort of a buy high instead of a, a buy low type situation. So plus they want to see the new scheme and how he fits in this defense in a slightly different position. So Unless the Bears up their offer, it's it comes down to Roquan Smith. Is he willing to sit out games and maybe, I don't know, would that lower some of his value over the course of a season? Or is he willing to just, you know what, week one, I'm going to play my heart out and screw this regime. I'll go be a free agent next season and cash in from someone else. Who else are you paying if you're Chicago? If you're rebuilding, don't you rebuild around good, young talent? You would think so, but this is not young talent that they brought in. They don't have True. that connection to... Roquan Smith. And so they haven't seen exactly what he can do. And there are, you know, as great as Roquan Smith is, he's not a perfect linebacker. He's not as great at, you know, physically taking on blocks and being that guy in the running game. He he gets after the ball carrier because he's fast, but not as much physical. So, you know, you could see little, little areas they could maybe poke holes in and say, well, maybe you're not worth the highest paid linebacker, but you're worth a little bit less than that. We don't want to be completely tied in and hamstrung to like this specific player locked in for that deal. If we're not head over heels in love with you and maybe they feel like they could go out and get a comparable guy or someone with a similar skill set that's not as dominant or as elite but could still fill in that position in this defense that's important but maybe not 
as valuable as you know the, the premier pass rusher or they've talked a lot about the interior defensive linemen too being uh, guys they really value and linebacker is important every position is important but you have to put your money where it's most valued and maybe they just don't have quite that value for him because he's not he's not their guy in Shaquille Leonard you know he's he's the guy they inherited what kind of package do you think the bears would say okay this is the kind of thing for us that makes it worth it uh, he gets to be somewhere that that wants him, that wants to pay him, and we're getting at least something for him. Yeah, I, I mean, given how little ties they have to him from a previous from the previous regime, I think they would be flexible, right? They're not going to just sell him for whatever they could possibly get him for. But you know, they, they've already expressed some willingness to move on from last year's second round pick, Tevin Jenkins. And I think there's there's this real feeling like even Justin Fields isn't long term uh, safe here. They're they're giving everybody this open this open slate to prove whether they belong or not. And this is not the foot that Roquan Smith wants to be off of. So I think, you know, they've, there's a big value on draft pick compensation that they would absolutely go for, for somebody like Roquan Smith. But I think they're going to need to get some kind of talented return because they're not deep at the linebacker position right now either. And it gives Roquan Smith some of that leverage of his own and why I think he kind of pulls the nuclear option here. Stay up to date on the Chicago Bears by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Bears podcasts on Odyssey, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, Zach Wilson needs to take that step forward this year, and he's going to have to do it without a key protector. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's truly great joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor, cookie dough, covered in chocolate, still with all that good protein that you want, all of that fiber that you need, and yet it is low in calorie, certainly lower than a candy bar with 15 grams of protein, just 160 calories covered in 100% real chocolate. I don't know how they do it. It is a miracle with the texture of that protein-infused marshmallow, the actual cookie dough pieces right in there. It is the perfect thing for an afternoon, when you need a little pick-me-up for that midnight snack, when you wake up just starving, or first thing in the morning, heading out the door before a workout, after a workout, it is never a bad time for one of these new cookie dough built puffs. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 at built.com. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. She's one of the best athletes of all time. Forget the sport, forget the gender. One of the best athletes, period. Serena Williams will hang up her racket. She announced that she will evolve away from tennis after this year's US Open to focus on other things that are important to her. In an article in Vogue, the 23-time Grand Slam winner said that although she will try to win at the US Open, it is time for her to move in a different direction. Serena has won 73 career singles titles, 23 doubles titles, and two mixed doubles titles, which includes 39 Grand Slam titles, 23 singles titles, 14 doubles titles, and two mixed doubles titles. The accolades are incredible. Serena is incredible. And not just women's tennis, not just tennis, sports will miss Serena Williams. I know I will. A federal judge denied a temporary restraining order to three golfers who were seeking to participate in the FedEx Cup playoffs after leaving the PGA Tour for the upstart Live Golf Invitational Series. Taylor Gooch, 
Matt Jones and Hudson Swafford were seeking relief to participate in the first leg of the playoffs at this week's FedEx St. Jude's Championship at TPC Southwind. The top 125 golfers in the rankings are eligible to compete. Gooch is ranked 20th, Jones 65th, and Swafford 67th, but PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan suspended the players after they appeared in live golf tournaments without conflicting event releases from the tour. The battle for the game of golf rages on. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said Tuesday the league seeks a tougher penalty for Deshaun Watson because the quarterback's actions were, quote, egregious and predatory behavior. Last week, the NFL formally appealed Watson's six-game suspension, which was handed down by the NFL's disciplinary officer, Sue L. Robinson, earlier this month. We've seen the evidence. She was very clear about the evidence. She reinforced the evidence, Goodell said. There were multiple violations that were egregious, and it was predatory behavior. Goodell said Tuesday he did not know when recently appointed Peter C. Harvey would make a ruling on the NFL's appeal. And the dramatic offseason of the Cleveland Browns has yet to slow down. Wide receiver and kick returner Jakeem Grant suffered what the Browns fear is a torn Achilles. Grant had to be carted off the field during Tuesday's practice after suffering the injury in a drill. A source said the team is awaiting imaging to confirm the Achilles tear. Grant, a Pro Bowl returner for the Chicago Bears last season, has four punt return touchdowns and two scores off kick returns during a career that began with the Miami Dolphins in 2016. He signed a three-year deal with Cleveland this past offseason. Here is another story you need to know. Unfortunately, it's become a familiar story for the New York Jets. It started with so much promise and has been nothing but heartbreak over the last 15 months or so. Mekhi Becton is expected to be out for the season, the former number 11 overall pick in the 2020 draft after missing all of last season will now likely miss all of this season with a fractured kneecap, which also just sounds like it really hurts. Joining me now from Locked on Jets, John Butchko and John, uh, the future of Makai Becton was already somewhat in question. There were concerns about his weight, his attitude, all of that. Let's set aside for now. This is an inauspicious start to a career. What does the future of Makai Becton look like in New York now? It's very unclear, Peter. Uh, you know, we were joking before we started recording. One of these days, I'm going to join you, and it will actually be good news for the Jets. It feels like it's a tradition that I'm always coming on here, talking with you when something bad has happened. And that's kind of the story of the Jets franchise the last decade. I actually think that a lot of the stuff that's been thrown Mackay Becton's way has been unfair. He came into camp in phenomenal shape this year. He had a really difficult injury last year. I think the Jets kind of raised expectations beyond what was reasonable for his return. I don't know what the future holds, though, Peter. I've been saying it on Locked On Jets for a number of months that this was a huge year for Mackay Becton, in part because he had to show he could stay on the field. Uh, even his rookie year, where I thought he played pretty well, he was dealing with a number of different injuries. There were a couple of games he did not finish. He had to miss miss a couple of games. This is one of those guys where, to this point in his career, when he's been on the field, he's been very good. But you always you always see these guys in the NFL where you, you say, when they're on the field, they're very good. The problem is they're not on the field all that much. You know, the old cliche, the best ability is availability. And Looking to the future, this is a guy who's missed two straight years. So I look at this from a couple standpoints. First of all, he's missed two critical developmental years. 
But beyond that, if you're the Jets, can you really go into next year counting on Mekhi Becton to play full season, half a season? And it's not, I'm not saying that this is Mekhi Becton's fault. I think it's one of the frustrating things in the NFL. It's not the player's fault. It's just some guys are just are not built to hold up. He will have played 15 games through three NFL seasons if he does, in fact, miss this season, which is about as hard as it gets. To your point, when he was on the field as a rookie, there was plenty to be excited about with him. And through no fault of his own, to your point, this just happens sometimes with these players. The other part of this is this franchise has hung a lot of its hopes on the future of a young quarterback who at BYU, Zach Wilson, was at his best because his offensive line gave him time to make the throws down the field that he can make like few other guys can. So how does this affect the development now of their franchise quarterback? Uh, The Jets are probably going to have to bring somebody in. I'm guessing it's going to be Dwayne Brown at this point. But it's like you said, Peter, Zach Wilson had a really good line at BYU. And the unfortunate thing for the Jets was that on paper, their starting line was looked really good. It looked like it was going to be a strength of this football team. So right tackle now becomes a weakness. And that compound, the injury compounds things because last year, George Fant had a good year filling in for Becton at left tackle. He's going to stay at left tackle. They were moving Becton to right tackle. They gave George Fant a lot of help, which kind of helped him have a good year. Now, whoever's playing at right tackle is probably going to have to get that help. So you're making George Fant less effective as a player. I do think there's a silver lining. Is the Jets drafted Brees Hall in the second round. Brees Hall, I think, has is a really a back with a lot of potential. He's also a big back. He's a guy who can run through arm tackles. And at Iowa State last year, I know it's the Big 12, but at Iowa State last year, he really did not have much in the way of uh, quality blocking in front of him. And I think a lot of this offense is going to be based on Brees Hall keep giving him the ball, keeping Zach Wilson out of bad downs and distances, setting up play action. So I don't think the season's over for the Jets, but I do think this is a very big loss. Stay up to date on the New York Jets by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Jets podcasts on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, the New York Yankees need home field advantage throughout the playoffs. We'll tell you what. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all of your gambling needs. Let's take a quick look at a few Major League Baseball lines for tonight. The Milwaukee Brewers are favored to beat the Tampa Bay Rays in American Family Field. Bet Online has the Brew Crew minus 159 on the money line. The Seattle Mariners, home dogs to the New York Yankees. Bet Online has the Mariners at plus 115 to win. And the Philadelphia Phillies are favored to beat the Miami Marlins and NL Cy Young favorite Sandy Alcantara. Bet online likes the fills minus 122 to win it. Home field advantage throughout the playoffs. It, as the kids would say, slaps. No matter what sport you're talking about. Our esteemed Locked On MLB host Sully points out how unwise it would be for the New York Yankees to take their foot off the gas pedal with the Houston Astros hot on their tail for the top spot in the American League. The Yankees are on pace to win 100 some odd games. But they've not been that great over the last month or so. In fact, they were in early July. There were nearly 40 games above 500. But since then, the Yankees' record thoroughly mediocre. They've only been 10 and 16 since then. That's a sign that, look, they're going to win the division and probably win the division healthfully. 
but they better win every game that they can at this point. It becomes binary. They have to beat up the teams that they're supposed to beat up. They can't go on a prolonged losing streak because you don't want to be in a situation where you are facing the Houston Astros and you're on the road. I know, I know it's difficult to look too much ahead to the ALCS, but if you have Game 7, trip to the World Series on the line, where do you want to play it? The Bronx or in Houston? The thing about this Yankees team is it's not your father's Yankees team. They don't have a bunch of pedigree. This team is not loaded with guys that have won together at a high level, that have gone and won World Series together. The Houston Astros do have guys who have done that. You want to win all these games. Duh, that's the point. But if you're the Yankees, home field advantage, you need it. You should want it. You should want every advantage you can get to give this group the best chance to go win a World Series. Are they going to be afraid going to Houston for a Game 7? Probably not. But this team, this core, hasn't been in that situation the same way the Astros have. They need every advantage they can get, even though they are the best team in baseball. You still have to prove it, and they haven't yet. And finally, the Little League World Series is often the best baseball there is. We were reminded of that on Tuesday. Both Pearland, Texas and Tulsa, Oklahoma are vying for a spot in Williamsport. For a moment, though, the game faded to the background. Caden Shelton of Pearland threw an 0-2 pitch that hit Tulsa's Isaiah Jarvis in the head. After being down on the ground for a moment, Jarvis popped up, took his base, but Shelton hung his hat and fought back tears on the mound. A scary scene for any pitcher, much less a kid. Jarvis saw him and walked over to the mound to console the pitcher, his opponent, telling him, hey, you're doing great. Let's go. How can you not be romantic about baseball? Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, where will Donovan Mitchell land? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.